Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. We are back at it the day after Christmas. Hopefully you had some good stuff in the stockings, minimal amounts of sweats and coal, and it's the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. I'm Jim Rodriguez, back with my guy, KJ Carson, and a cast of thousands hanging out with you on the Odyssey app, on Twitch, on X, on Instagram, everywhere you can find us. It's the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks, one more day off. They'll be back in the house tomorrow. So 6 to 9 Eastern right here on the BetQL Network. We're going to hang out with you. Lots to get to, KJ. We've got shakeup a big shakeup in the nfl mvp race bowl season by the way continues in college football the nba is back the pistons trying to make history tonight and plenty other to get to plus it's boxing day got a nice little epl bet for you later on in the show but kj how was christmas how were your bets how you doing so the bets were bad, and that's okay. That's Christmas. I put that on the Chiefs. But I, the, the first time ever in history did I blow the bunny on my Christmas gift. To make a long story what? short, my wife is asking me about one of my industry friends who lives in L.A. Hey, can I give him a call? I want to ask him about some people who are interested in radio and stuff like that. And I was telling my wife, you know, talk to me first. This is a relationship business. Let me know what they want to know. I can relay it to him, and then I'll let him know if he's available or not. She's like, well, can I send him an email? I was like, well, you can, but he might not answer it. So it turns out, she says, well, you know what your Christmas gift was? I was about to buy you a round trip fare to LA to go hang out with your buddy, but you blew it. I was like, no way. So then I look wait, at my You phone tell me, wait a minute, you big leagued your wife? You big leagued yes, your wife? I had to. You, sometimes you got to protect what this thing of ours, La Cosa Radio, whatever you want to call it, right? So then I look at my phone, and while this conversation's going on about how I blew my tickets to L.A., my buddy in L.A. texts me, Merry Christmas. So I call him, and he's like, what are the chances that I'm up at 6 in the morning in L.A. texting and on the phone, and I tell him what happens. I finally put my wife on the phone with him, so now we're going to coordinate for me to go hang out with him in L.A. for a couple of weeks. So I almost blew the gift. Yeah, a couple of weeks, man. So, yeah, yeah, that's boss right there. Nice, yeah. man. Well, listen, I'm going to be in L.A. end of January, so let me know. Maybe we can. Does that ex-girlfriend you know, still have that ticket? 
that ticket package of one for the Dodgers game. I'm out of the season ticket. She, she bought me those season tickets. One season ticket. Yeah. That, that, yeah if you missed any of yesterday's that. show, listen on the Odyssey app, and you'll know what we're talking about with Jim's single ticket package to the Dodgers. Yeah, she bought me season show. tickets for the Dodgers, and it was one ticket. So nothing like <laughs> Reds Dodgers <laughs> on a Tuesday night by myself. But listen, take some by myself, money. that's where Lamar Jackson is after yes, a sir. tremendous performance against the San Francisco 49ers on the road under the bright lights of Monday night. If you had the money line, like we told you right here on bet yes, sir. daily tip, you, you, you cash that plus the six and a half 33, 19, the Ravens won and won convincingly Purdy four interceptions, Lamar 23 of 35 for two tutties. Gus Edwards got himself a rushing touchdown, and the defense was amazing. So, all right, can we close the books now? Are the Ravens going to win the Super Bowl? They are my preseason pick. I took them at 10-1 to 1 at the time. I know that number is going to continue to fall. It's probably fallen even more. Um, look, they, the Ravens still have a tough schedule, but what they did was go on the road and make San Francisco look like the team that had lost three in a row during the course of the season. Now, I tweeted out a joke that, you know, Brock Purdy actually put on the Mac Jones uniform last night. It was just absolutely <laughs> bad. But He did look like Mr. Irrelevant last he, night. Yeah, he, he, he looked pretty much like the last guy picked, you know, like even in the kickball game. You're like, you know, this dude kicks with a left foot and is right-handed, you know. So, look, 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 the 49ers, I'm not concerned about where they are in the NFC juggernaut of things, right? But the Ravens, they had to prove that they could take this game on the road because they still have, like I just mentioned, a pretty tough schedule leading forward. But, man, when I tell you that when yesterday I said, it, look, Lamar Jackson is going to pass for over 220. I think he went for like 259, closer to 260. Uh, he didn't hit the rushing prop, which I thought he would probably go and show off for 70. But still, almost 50 yards rushing just himself is just absolutely amazing in what he did against the 49ers defense that's like number two in the league across the board. So, uh, you know, that's the thing. I've, I said that, you know, when Lamar Jackson got receivers, real receivers. Now, you know, my anytime touchdown from Odell Beckham Jr. kind of blew up, but it had a chance. It, it had a chance. He did have a chance to get the touchdown. He just didn't catch the pass. But he has a core of receivers. He's not tied to think about it. His favorite weapon of his whole career has been out now for several games. And he's only gotten better. So no Mark Andrews, no problem. So this is what makes Baltimore so dangerous. And this is why I'm still kind of cheesing on my 10 to 1 odds that the Ravens win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the Super Bowl, I, I don't think the MVP talk is cemented yet. Maybe Purdy's mm. out of the mix completely now after that clunker, but Lamar yeah. definitely in the driver's seat. We'll get into the Super Bowl and the MVP futures later on here on the Daily Tip. But what I will say now, that really sets up now next week because you're right, KJ, the, the, the Ravens needed this more than the 49ers because yeah. the Ravens' schedule is brutal. I mean, the, now they host Miami, which really is now is kind of a, a battle for the number one seed in the AFC. And now Baltimore has that game in hand uh, against, against you know, just overall. And then they end the year to the Ravens with the Steelers. Well, San Francisco, much more manageable. They're at Washington, and then they host the Rams, a Rams team that could be trying to get into the playoffs. So the game needed it. Uh, the Ravens needed it. But now the, the NFC is even more mucked up because you've got 
three teams, the Niners, the Eagles, and the Lions, all at 11 and four. San Francisco's the one, Philly's the two, Detroit's three. But now that's kind of wide open now. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting what you mentioned in terms of the NFC because, like, the funny thing is whoever's the four feels the most comfortable, right? So if you're two, three, four right now, you don't necessarily feel bad if you believe that you have something for San Francisco. So if you're if you're Detroit, you're probably the team that you don't want to fall the four, right? Because you don't want to face potentially the 49ers in the second week. But if you're Philly, you might say, hey, we'll take this game on the road to Tampa and then believe we can go and beat San Francisco in San Francisco. And let's say all you have left is Dallas or Detroit. It would be you you would you would feel like you could take that game on the road. So that's an interesting dynamic that I don't think we saw necessarily earlier in the season in the NFC that you would say, hey, you could play kind of like four card Monty with the top four teams in the NFC, especially now the way that San- if San Francisco won last night, you would say, okay, this is clearly the best team in the NFL. They're clearly mm-hmm. head and shoulders above everybody else in the NFC. Now you say, okay, Detroit probably needs to have try to get two games at home. You don't know if they'll be able to do that. Um, but you almost feel like Philly or Dallas are the ones that could carry their game on the road. You know that San Francisco can. Yeah, the Niners, the, the favorite to win the NFC, minus 105. Then you've got uh, the Eagles, plus 375. The Cowboys, 5-1, to one, even though they would have to start on the road to win the NFC. And then the Lions at 7-1. to one to win the NFC over at BetMGM. All right, the early game of the day was probably, I I don't know how much of a shock the Ravens beating the 49ers was, but the Raiders, Antonio Pierce going into Kansas City, they hadn't beat the Chiefs in six straight games. And it's not so much that they beat them, KJ. It's how awful that offense was by the, the Vegas team. They didn't complete a pass. I repeat, they didn't complete a pass for the last three quarters of the game. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. And they beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. It is absolute panic time uh, by the barbecue in Kansas City. Yeah, I think of the old Metallica song, Seek and Destroy. It just felt like as that game kept going, you kept hearing that guitar riff, that just absolutely creating haywire and mayhem for the Chiefs. And, and and let me just say this right now. There's something broken inside of that inside of that locker room. We're seeing things happening. Now, I, I, the easy path to say is there are a lot of distractions that are going on. However, they are the person of the year. And they were at the game yesterday, and they had Christmas dinner with mom. But – I don't know if it's so much that as much as now the absence of Tyreek Hill is showing its face full throttle, sure. right? If you had Tyreek Hill on this team now, you could have Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift and Joe Jonas in a three-way if you wanted, and they would and they would probably be a two or three loss team tops. But now you're talking about a team that look, I don't think they lose out, but literally there's math that says if they lose out and the Raiders win out, the Raiders would win the West. That's how bad of a structure you have going on in Kansas City that with two weeks we're talking about the Raiders are still in it and the Raiders don't even have – they would finish nine and eight. So I, I don't know what Andy Reid can do. 
I think this sometimes happens. This, this feels very similar to the last days in Philadelphia where you just had so much talent, but there started to be these cracks in the foundation. If you remember the Donovan McNabb and the Terrell Owens days, and while I'm not saying you have the quarterback and their player, you do have the quarterback having issues with players. You're now seeing Patrick Mahomes really out of his character and face getting into players' faces. His offensive line he was screaming at this week. He was going off about Kadarius Tony last week. I mean, the Raiders just punched them in the mouth. And good for Antonio Pierce. I think it got him the job. Yeah. I don't think it got Aiden O'Connell anything. <laughs> he he, he might have just gotten he might have gotten a recommendation. That's it. You know, you can be a coach, son. Well, I think you I think you nailed it, KJ, in the sense that mm-hmm. that I think again, I think the Taylor Swift thing, I think all that stuff is way I think it's easy for the for for people to make a story about it. I don't right. I mean Taylor Swift isn't Jace, you know, Travis Kelsey isn't not going to practice. He isn't he isn't right. not he isn't thinking about her while 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 he's in practice. Okay. He's not. I, I think it's more listen, you're as good as your leader, right? And Patrick yes. Mahomes is the leader of the team, and we're seeing things all the crying, all the slamming of helmets, all the yelling, mm-hmm. stuff that he just doesn't do. And I think that's where it comes off as phony. That's where it comes off almost mm-hmm. Russell Wilson-esque, where people just start, hey, you know what, Patrick, stand over there for a little bit. When, when you're done with your tantrum and you're ready to be an adult and ready to be a professional, come over here and talk to me. But stand over there until, until, until you got it out of your system. And I think that's what's, what's, what's frustrating now for Kansas City. Not that bad of a schedule. They they host a banged up Cincinnati Bengals team next week. They can still win the division with a victory, and then they end the year at the Chargers, which is essentially a win there uh, in Kansas City West over there at SoFi Stadium. So I think they're still in good shape, but they've got to get it together. And this is where Andy Reid, you know, hey, remember when it kind of fell apart over in Philadelphia? That it kind of starting to feel that way a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Are you taking yeah. selfies? Are you doing yeah, selfies? I'm- Whoever thought that Jackson Mahomes would not be a distraction this season and it would be worse. <laughs> when he's the word, when Patrick is the worst Mahomes, you know, you're in trouble there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like you're, he's literally pulling a Jackson Mahomes this year. Yeah. I, I, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're getting in they're, I'm not too worried about it, but this is where Andy Reid's got to earn that money. Enough of the nuggies, enough of the commercials. Let's get to business. Although much like Jello, there's always room for nuggies. I, I think you know. All right, last game, the middle game. It was one of those games where the Eagles benefited from all this. They win the game. They snap their three-game losing streak. They they continue to dominate the Giants. Eleven straight wins against New York at the Link. They are now the division leader. You know, Jalen Hurts sets a, a, a record for 15 touchdowns, uh, rushing touchdowns as a quarterback, uh, passes Cam Newton. But did you feel comfortable at all in that game, even though they won and they scored a bunch of points? First time they'd scored more than 19 points in the last three games. Did you feel comfortable at all? You no. Know, and here's why. <laughs> About a year and a half ago, there was questions like, is Nick Sirianni built for this? And, and now you're feeling like, okay, so the wins can feel like losses, right? Like, yeah, I, that's, it's, it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's almost like the first Rocky that people forget that Rocky did not win the first fight, right? Like he didn't win, but you felt like because it won the Oscar and it was the movie of the year and everything like that, you're like, I, Rocky won, right? This, this Philadelphia team, it's got some internal issues. I don't think necessarily with the players, though. 
Antonio, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown <laughs> seems like he is now more unhappy after things were allegedly or seemingly fixed. I think he took a shot, got his bell rung, and was able to kind of trick the concussion protocol yesterday. But <laughs> I, I think there's some things that are going on with Philadelphia. But I, to, to, to preference yesterday's show, I did say what was going to happen did happen to Tommy DeVito. They massacred my boy. They massacred my boy. <laughs> they massacred well, I think you my nailed boy. It. Hashtag forget about it. Forget Hashtag about forget it. About it. Cut Eagles, by the way, in GFI. good shape. They, they, they play Arizona and then host the Giants. Uh, uh, they go at the Giants to end the year. So that division title is all but wrapped up. Let's take a break. When we come back, NBA Christmas. What happened? Steve Kerr's mad. Your Celtics. Easy work. Watch us live 24-7 on the BetQL Network right here on the Odyssey Gap. More of the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Hey, smooth, smooth, just like that first cup of coffee in the morning. I like that. With KJ Carson, I'm Jim Rodriguez. Fill it in for Chelsea and Jenk. They're back tomorrow here on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope the holiday was good. Now back to business, right? Now back to business. Time to get after it. And Christmas was good in the NBA. They actually left us with some pretty good gifts on our stockings, in our stockings. Not a lot of coal. And the the the, the marquee matchup to me was the the the, the El Clasico of the NBA. <laughs> Celtics Lakers in LA. Only the third time, by the way, KJ, that they faced each other on Christmas Day. Celtics go into LA, punch LeBron, punch the Lakers. Yeah. Easy work. 126-115. Boston showing that they are the class of the conference, maybe even of the league. 12 of the the last 14 have been wins. They're plus 375 to win the chip, plus 130 to win the East. All starters, all all five starters had at least 18 points. Celtics are for real. Yeah, and you see the difference that Christoph Porzingis makes for this team. You know, the issue with the Celtics, we've discussed here at at my station, WEEI here in Boston, is that it's great that you got two superstar wings, but if you can't address what Embiid can do in the paint, how Giannis will take seven steps to take two sh- to take a shot, if you can't address those things, even Bam Adebayo, who will give you sneakily a 20-20 game if you don't pay attention, how do you handle things in the middle? Now, granted, Al Horford is a great serviceable guy, but we're not talking about Al Horford coming off his national championship where, you know, with, with, with Noah as his teammate, okay? That's a long time ago. So the, the resurgence you're seeing from Christoph Porzingis, especially on the defensive end, and there are a couple of plays that came to mind is just LeBron was just expecting to just readily go to the hole. And the shot is easily blocked by Porzingis. And then you get the break started and running. So while people were concerned about Robert, you know, uh, Robert Williams, Time Lord being traded off, where would you get this defensive presence that you can, which is so key for the Celtics is, get the defensive stop, get the, the the two Jays out running on the wings. If they stop and pull up a three and hit it, great. You love for it to seem to go to the hole and get the hope and the harm. But Persingas is very key. Granted, 
The Celtics, keep in mind, they were no chopped liver without him. But now they look damn near, should I say it, unstoppable with him. Yeah, the Celtics, man. Easy work yesterday in L.A. Um, And, you know, listen, the NBA is always better when the marquee franchises are winning. So so that this is good for business. Now, staying in the East, down here in South Florida, Sixers and Heat got together. And it was one of those kind of games where there was no Joel Embiid. There was no Jimmy Butler. We found that out close to to game time. And it turned out to be the Jaime Jaquez Jr. show. Heat win 119-113. By the way, we said it here yesterday. Spo 9-0 on Christmas Day now as head coach of the Miami Heat. Heat covered the minus two, went over the 227 and a half for you. But Jaime Jaquez Jr., 31-10 on Christmas Day. May I interest you in Jaime Triple J, as they call him down here, at forty to one to be Rookie of the Year at BetMGM? Uh, no, but I'll tell you what: gone are the days <laughs> of him being only about five thousand in daily fantasy. That dude's numbers going up into the six thousands. He was my secret weapon. Get the guy a picture in daily fantasy, would you? Because he still <laughs> he still has the Heat logo. I'm like, this dude is putting up numbers and doing work and doesn't have a picture, you know? But look. Um, I'm still on the Chet Holmgren train just because of, A, how bad the Spurs have been. And Victor Wambayama is, I, I, <laughs> this could be Michael Olo or Candy. It has the same amount of syllables, syllables oh right? Oh, my God, so, the Candy Man. <laughs> right, Olo or Candy, Wambayama, they both have the same syllables and both are syllabonic right now. I'm still on the Chet Holmgren train I because of, one, he, he – what he's able to do with Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City is really a bunch of – they're really the rookie and and, and second-year all-star team. Like, that's that really what they are. So, I'm still on the check. But at 40-1, to 1, I mean, yeah, why not sprinkle a little that way, you know? But, again, Miami would have to then be one of the top four teams, and he'd be the story, I think, for him to be considered a rookie of the year candidate, where with Oklahoma City, they can be the eighth seed, get in the back door – and Chet Holmgren, you know, be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Holmgren minus 165, currently the yeah. favorite. Uh, Wemby plus 120, and then Triple <laughs> J at, at, at 40 to 1. I mean, I, wow. I that jumps out at the screen. Granted, I live down here in South Florida, so we get, you know, he, he is definitely present in our conversations. And by the way, with right. no Embiid, we told you to get on the, the, the BAM wagon, and that was easy work, 26 and yep. 15 last night for Adebayo. Although, I'll tell you what, the Heat did struggle. I mean, it was 86-86 going into the fourth quarter before yeah. Miami ends up pulling away. Now, uh, another interesting scenario, development in the East. You know, we talk about how great the Celtics are. Is Philly a challenge? Is Miami going to get back to the finals? The Bucks they go into yeah. the into the world's most famous arena, start Christmas Day, and how about the New York Knicks coming to business? They win 129-122, and you nailed it, KJ. Points aplenty. It, it, you know, infinity, I'll take the over in that game. Yeah, I, but you know what? It felt like the Bucks were asleep. I don't know, maybe they were chewing on their own venison before the game. I, who knows? Like, I was really thrown how that game developed. And look, I think I think some of us, and I might be part of the, the crew as well, they just kind of underrate Jalen Brunson, right? Like, what the guy yeah. does out there, night in, night out, it's almost kind of like, I think the story with the Knicks has been, where's the flashy superstar? And here's the thing. 
You've got a guy in Julius Randle who you're like, this guy's still here? Like, you kidding? But Jalen Brunson is, he's the guy that makes sure that the beds are made and that, you know, like the cough and that the table is cleaned off when guests come to the house. You know, like Jalen Brunson just absolutely puts in that work and he did it yesterday. And and I'm really shocked in what I didn't see from the Bucs because they were just coming off of this, what, winning nine of their last 11, nine, well, they've still won nine of their last 11, I believe, but winning nine of 10 over the last 10, over the previous 10 and just laid an egg against the team who I thought they really could have showcased themselves. They're saying, hey, watch us before, before you see this Celtics game with the Lakers, watch what we do to the Knicks. And that didn't happen. So you're pecking order Celtics, Milwaukee, Philly. Yes, just because Milwaukee went on that run, they were they were sleep at the wheel early, and I and I gave them a little bit of leeway trying to figure things out. Sometimes when you bring in a new point guard, how do you defer to that point guard? Where were the Celtics? You know, you bring in a point guard who doesn't look to shoot that much, and you bring in a and, and you bring in a, a a forward who's got a defensive mind. So those things help. But when you're bringing in an offensive point guard, those things kind of take time. So I think with the bigs that they have, I think it's really Celtics one, Milwaukee two, Philly three, unless Philly makes some type of move to get uh, some additional size, like a banger, to kind of be the dirty work guy for Embiid. So I want to know. I want to ask you something. I'm I'm pretty good at geography, but when did Phoenix? When did Phoenix become Brooklyn? Because Phoenix is is Phoenix Brook they they they're the exact same thing right now. The Suns got thumped at home, one twenty eight one fourteen to wrap up Christmas night. Luca fifty points. He dropped fifty. There we go. Uh, as part of his double double in the game. Suns are fourteen and fifteen. Weren't they supposed to go to the finals? The big three, the big bleh. You know, Frank Steve Nash. Well, now it's Frank Vogel. Durant is yeah. it Durant? What's Phoenix, what a disappointment, huh? Well, you know how Brooklyn ended up in Phoenix? Someone actually took that sucker bet and brought the Brooklyn Bridge that people always tell you, I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge if you got that. And someone bought it and brought it to Phoenix because here's the here's the problem that I have with, with super teams kind of built the way with Durant kind of as the centerpiece. Where's the defense? Now, don't get me wrong. Durant can play defense when it's needed. But when he says, I just play ball, it, we're looking at University of Texas Durant. Like, I'll give you 34 every night. The rest of the you guys got to do what you got to do. And and Devin Booker's the same way. Like, okay, I'll give you 34 a night. The rest of you guys do got do what you got to do. They have no supporting cast. Call it season fill-in-the-blank Saturday Night Live. Maybe the, the year before Eddie Murphy and Joe Biscopo get there. Like, you got one guy, and that's it. The rest of the bits are not funny. And I think this injury situation with Bradley Beal – is extending into something that's going to be very cautionary for other teams trying to build these big threes around superstars with these max contracts is it sucks up so much energy out of what you're trying to do as a basketball team. See Frank Vogel, he needs it. Look, Frank Vogel of Indiana is more of the more successful Frank Vogel than the Frank Vogel who won a title in the bubble. Okay. Like, how do you, you – it's really easy to manage personalities when they're all on go-karts on the property of Disney World, okay? This is something different where you've got guys load managing, another guy who says he may not be back until February. So it's 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 interesting what, what you have not happening in Phoenix 
considering that you thought the discontent in, in, in Aiton was the issue getting out of there and that you were able to free yourself from Chris Paul's money and they look worse than they did at this time last year. Yeah, and now, of course, Luca with that double-double, 50 points on Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, now you got to start, you know, sort of frothing the waters a little bit of the MVP talk. I mean, Embiid's, Embiid's your favorite at plus 150. Then you got Joker. He's not going to win yeah. it again, is it? Then, you know, then you got SGA in Oklahoma City. And then there's Luca plus 650. Yeah, I get Maybe the story hasn't developed just yet. Um, what I was just saying about Chet Holmgren, right? Let's say that Oklahoma City becomes a top four or five team in the West. I mean, hell, Minnesota's top of the West now, so anything could happen, right? So if 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 Oklahoma City is like a four seed, then I would put my I would lay money down on SGA, right? Because we've seen the Joker movie, we've seen the Luca movie, um, you know, Tatum is in the mix, and we've seen the uh, Embiid movie as well. So I, if there's a leaning in terms of who it would be, I think it would be Embiid just because of what Philly's doing with him just as the lead with the lead singer. I still think Philly, they have to make a move to address them in the East if they want to get to the finals. But SGA is the wild card in this, especially if Oklahoma City can get themselves to a, a top four seed. Yeah, yeah, we we're, we'll get into tonight's NBA action, which features a pretty good matchup. Uh, you know, you got one versus three tonight uh, in the NBA out west, so that should be very exciting to to look at. So, so w- when you, when you look at those Christmas games, uh, KJ, mm. uh, what 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 did you come what what did you come out of? I mean, you know, we saw we saw that the this this is obviously when the season begins, quote unquote for the NBA Christmas day. This is when all the casuals sort of jump on the bandwagon and start figuring out uh, who's this and who's that. What, what is, what is, what is your takeaway of the NBA as we, as we hit uh, the, the Christmas uh, milestone mile marker? Well, you'd mentioned it earlier. It's always good when the marquee teams are doing well. Cause I, I said the NBA's dream is when they get to the NBA finals, that they could show the history of this team, the black and white footage, the color footage, the things you remember, the video games that you played, with these different stars. So, you know, you always want the Celtics to be in the mix. I think the Lakers, I think, is going to be the disappointment for the league. And the reason why I say that is because it's just really the LeBron show. There's nothing else really going there. You know, they're bringing D'Angelo Russell off the bench. Our producer, Bill, mentioned that they have no three-point shooting. Anthony Davis is still kind of a – he's like the emo kid, right? He's like, you know, like, yeah, I eat my lunch alone, but, you know, yeah, I I mean, I like some music, I guess. You know, that's how he (laughs) plays basketball, and he should be a superstar. So you have this kind of uncertainty with the Lakers, and we joke about the JV banner that they have up there. But if you're at that point where you're celebrating LeBron James winning an in-season tournament in a town that he's trying to get a basketball team, and, and, and he's got a cast of characters that are just underwhelming and underperforming, that's not going to be good. And and I think that's where a little bit of the concern for the NBA is. Golden State is in its last years. The Lakers aren't performing where they are. So you might have a superstar team like the Celtics coming out to play someone like Denver again. And you're like, man, what are we going to roll out? Yeah. And Mindy as the most exciting thing out of Denver ever. You know, so yeah. I think that's where the NBA is a bit disappointed is that your marquees out west aren't really put like if it's a minnesota 
Celtics NBA Finals? Like, if the season stopped today, oh my gosh! I mean, who? who yeah, that's who do they wear? Who do they wear North Star, old North Star jerseys just for for nostalgia? You know, like there's, I mean, God, I love Minneapolis. I, I pull, shop up, at pull out the George Mikan footage. Put out the there, there. There's a star in Minneapolis. Right, <laughs> pull out Garnett Kobe wearing. ELS jersey. We would get a listen. The one good thing about a Wolves Celtics final, we would get a lot of Kevin Garnett in our life. We would get a lot of Kevin Garnett. True. Anything is possible. Anything (laughs) is possible. Anything is. And if you talk to Steve Kerr, what is possible is the Joker going to the free throw line 18 times last night. He's not happy. Nuggets took care of the Warriors 120 to 114. Warriors going home trying to get things right let's take a break when we come back on the daily tip presented by mgm the future is now super bowl mvp coach of the year in the nfl break it all down for you with kj i'm j rod it's the daily tip presented by MGM. the daily tip will be right back on the betql network presented by betmgm Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Hey, the music selection has been top notch. Watch me. Top notch so far. Got to get you started on this Tuesday morning with KJ Carson. I'm merely Jim Rodriguez. It's the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Super Bowl MVPs. Coach of the year, defensive player. As the NFL season is winding down, it's time to look into the future. And over at BetMGM, we have got some great propositions for you, KJ. And I guess the biggest sort of movement that we had after that Ravens thumping of the 49ers last night was the race and the odds for the MVP award. You know, when the game started, uh, Brock Purdy was the favorite to win the MVP, minus 275. He has plummeted, much like GameStop, plummeted <laughs> to 12 to 1 now, not even in the picture. I, I think he's completely out of the picture of the yeah. MVP award. Lamar Jackson, who started the game as 5 to 1 to win the MVP, is now the favorite at minus 160. Then you got CMC at four to one, and the wild card here, not just because I live in South Florida, Tua at nine to one to win the MVP. Tua, by the way, jumps up from fourteen to one to nine to one, and Tua and Lamar see each other on Sunday as the Miami Dolphins go to Baltimore for what probably will be the number one seed in the AFC. You mentioned GameStop. Brock Purdy's stock just literally went from the display, the floor display at GameStop to a generic case game stacked in there where you have to like read the spine to know what the game is. Like he is an, he is an open box discount. He's, an he's open, open box, box discount. That's discount. what he is right now. Look, what they did in Vegas damn near was just take the minus, put a stick on top of the minus. <laughs> they could have made it plus two. They could have made it plus 275. Uh, the two uh, 27 and a half look Brock Purdy absolutely just killed his chances for the race and let's just face it he's not going to get the blindside movie you know like they they probably just kill halted production from from Mr. Irrelevant the Disney film that's ah, done now you know that that's 
it, it looked like he was the last pick last night. But yesterday when we were on the show, I had mentioned, and I don't like tooting my own horn, but hey, if you've got a horn in front of you, blow it. I, I said Lamar Jackson was going to come into last night's game and say, hey, y'all, don't forget about me. I've won this MVP thing. And I said, I might throw for over 220. I might run for about 70. And and you, you, you're going to say, oh, how did I forget about you? And And that's exactly what happened. I always thought that, now, granted, with, with, with Brock Purdy's story, there was always going to be that case to really push him, and I think that's why he was such a heavy favorite. But I thought also, if it wasn't him, Christian McCaffrey would probably be the odds-on favorite to win it because of what he's doing, which is damn near breaking records. But now, after what happened last night, I mean, I joked, hey, Lamar Jackson might go in there and kill two birds with one stone. And, well, he clearly, I mean, clearly that seagull went, that's Brock Purdy. <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey didn't really jump off the page last night because of those mistakes of Brock Purdy. So Lamar Jackson is that guy right now. And let's just call it what it is. In these next two games, if he shows and proves, I mean, you, you could go ahead and give him the trophy. I mean, you could bring it to his house. I mean, that's just how clear cut it's going to be. If he beats Miami next week, then I think you have to say, this is your MVP, because now you say, oh, he lost it. Like, he would have to have a Brock Purdy week <laughs> to lose the race now at this point. And Christian McCaffrey would probably have to rush for 220 yards in a game with five touchdowns. Yeah, and now, you know, the the only the, – I think the, the biggest drawback that, that McCaffrey has is that, I mean, let's, let's face it, the MVP is a quarterback's award. So, to me, yeah. it's, it's now between Lamar, who is the far favorite – and Tua, and the fact that they play each other next week in Baltimore is going to be awesome because I I still think it's not over yet in terms of yeah. Lamar winning the MVP because Lamar's got a tough schedule. Got the Dolphins and they've got the Steelers. Both teams, you know, Miami obviously fighting for that number one seed while Pittsburgh's trying to get into the playoffs. San Francisco, a lot easier road. They're at Washington next week and they host the Rams uh, the last game of the season. So there's a lot of numbers that can be padded for CMC and for Tua as well. Uh, Tua's got the the Ravens and the Bills on on his dance card. So I think it's not over yet. I think Lamar is definitely the favorite. But all of a sudden, if if Tua goes up to Baltimore and puts no. on some serious yardage, puts up three or four touchdowns, look out. We have we could have a serious race for the NFL MVP. All right, now the Super Bowl odds, KJ. Uh mm. those moved a little bit, not as not as not as volatile as the MVP numbers. The 49ers right. still still are the favorite at plus 240 to win the Super Bowl. They were 220 plus 220 before the game. Then Baltimore at 4 to 1, the Chiefs, eh, I can almost scratch them now, 8 to 1, the Eagles 8 mm. to 1, the Dolphins 8 to 1, and then you got Dallas Buffalo and Detroit. You still believe in the Niners after that game? Who would you let take a flyer on? This may sound absolutely crazy, and this is somebody I'm, I probably would sprinkle money on today. I would take Buffalo at eleven to one. Yeah. They're the most dangerous team in the NFL, I think, right now. You know, they say it's the quiet ones you have to look out for. <laughs> well, think of all the noise behind Buffalo over the last several years. They're the league darling. They got a they got a rule change at about overtime. Nobody's really talking about Buffalo. And after their struggles, 
it just seems like they keep showing up and showing up. Now, the problem is that I think that Josh Allen has been, I think he has a pick in every away game this year, right? So they're going to be on the road. But if you told me right now that Buffalo played Kansas City for the very first in, in an opening round in Kansas City, I would say, wow, Buffalo just is going to beat Kansas City again. And now they're taking this hammer on the road where anything could happen with Baltimore, anything could happen with Miami, especially if you're familiar with Miami. Let's say it's Buffalo going to Miami for a second round game. Well, they'd just seen Buffalo. It was Buffalo had just seen Miami a couple weeks before, and they might have mm-hmm. done damage. So at 11 to 1, if you tell me that the Buffalo Bills are sitting there to win the Super Bowl, I would I would sprinkle a little that way because everybody else, I mean, even the Chiefs at plus eight hundred, you don't really even feel like that they they have they don't even have what the, the personnel to do it. The Bills do. Who that yeah, hurts and, me to and, say that as a Patriots guy? Oh, that hurts. I know, I know I'm here. So so there's definitely a recency bias and just seeing them every day. But boy, the Dolphins at eight to one, you know, they, they have that that high octane offense. Vic Fangio in that defense, all of a sudden you get Miami with some home games. I mean, they'd have to probably go through Baltimore, but I'll tell you what, I'm loving the Dolphins at, at eight to one. Interesting uh, scenario here. Offensive player of the year, it's gonna be Christian McCaffrey. He's 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 minus one fifty-five. Yeah. Tyreek plus one ten. That that that's fine. What about this? Is interesting. Comeback player of the year. And and yeah. listen, there's no better story than Demar Hamlin. I get it. Minus four fifty. Joe Flacco at four to one. Where did he come from? Where did he come back from? Is the, the store? I mean, he's on three games. How is Baker Mayfield? I'm going to put my money on Baker Mayfield. Ten to one. He's he's going to win a division. He's going to take a team to the court to, to the playoffs. No, you. there's no way Baker Mayfield can leapfrog Joe Flacco unless Joe Flacco comes way back down to earth. Three games. But look, I think this has already been set up to give it to De- DeMar Hamlin. I even yeah. joke with Chelsea at the beginning of the year. He, he plays one He plays one down, he wins it. Yeah, he DeMar sets foot on the field, he won it, right? Right, he, won, he wins it. So, I, I mean, if, I probably would have to go look, but I don't think DeMar Hamlin has probably played more than 50 plays this year. So so that's going to be interesting. Now, you may have a co-comeback player of the year award this year. You might have a co-winner. And this might and, – and I would understand if they did that because there's no way you can ignore what Joe Flacco is doing. I, I, I said Joe Flacco, right? Not Joe Flacco over the course of the whole season. Joe Flacco this month, okay? And – Cleveland, like if you told me who was going to fall, I said it was going to be Cleveland would fall after uh, after Deshaun Watson went down and they couldn't figure out what they would do. I said Pittsburgh would start to slip because Mitch Trubisky's in the game. And I thought that Cincinnati would struggle as well because of Joe Burrow being out for the season. Now, Cincinnati has shown some bubble of life and Pittsburgh kind of saved itself. But my God, did you think that Cleveland would still be in the mix of these things? You remember when DTR was throwing for like 87 yards in a game or something like that? Like Cleveland was seriously in trouble. So I don't think you could ignore Joe Flacco as being a legit comeback player of the year co-winner. It's got to be two of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hamlin, you know, 17 defensive, defensive snaps, been on snaps, special teams dude. a lot. 
You know, I, I get so you it. Can I, get run, it. I don't mean to be funny, but you can kind of run behind on the defense when you're going because the kickoffs are all they're pretty much going, you know, to the other thing. Now, special teams on a punt, they would clarify. So I don't think it's been 94 kickoffs because I don't think they've been involved in 94 kickoffs. But, you know, on a punt return or, you know, again, so 17 defensive snaps. He hasn't been cycled in and two tackles this season. So that steps it up a little bit. But again, there's no way you can ignore. I mean, Joe Flacco has been dropping three. He's been dropping three bills like he's been doing it his entire life. Right. I mean, again, I, I, I get the, not the hate, but I get why people don't like Baker. I get it. But man, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, that to me, the, to me, he's the comeback player of the year who's actually done something. You know, with all due respect to DeMar Hamlin, I get it. Steps one foot on the field, boom, you win the comeback player of the year. But, man, Baker, that guy's going to be a division champion, you know? And, and, and if anything, Baker made <laughs> Wait, himself. did you say division oh. champion? That's a, yeah. that, that's a roulette That's a roulette game. Anybody who's in the NF, NFC South has a chance. But did we think it would be Baker and Tampa Bay? Did we think that? We thought it would be the Saints with Dave, you know, with Carr. You know, we, some people even thought Carolina, Tampa Bay. No, big, Baker, be, Baker married up by going. He married up by going to the NFC South. That's what happened. <laughs> Are you calling Baker the Cabana Boy? Is that what he is? More lotion, please. Okay. <laughs> Javier would like a Porsche. Absolutely, Javier. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. And Coach of the Year, real quick gotta be mike mcdaniel right plus 650 or you're dan campbell plus 175 it's gonna be dan campbell's they won the division mm, well miami's gonna win the division too okay homer simpson <laughs> <laughs> listen week 17 is upon us it's coming up thursday the browns joe flacco he's gonna be on prime time we'll get into that next it's the daily tip presented by bet mgm For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.